0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Heart of Podcast. I'm one half your host and the old J.P. Nunez. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean?
1: It is going, J.P. I finally got to rest. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, rest is important. Oh, yeah, I've taken some time off this week. If you haven't noticed on the site, I just a, <laughs> sort of laying in the, in the cut, just mm-hmm. hanging out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good because uh, there's a lot. There seems to be a lot going on on the site, and I re- I should really just start paying attention again after, <laughs> after today. Um, we started posting original stories. Um, we did that's super we cool. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're becoming the the, the new age creepy pasta. So yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: I'm liking that. I, you know, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't wait to read some of them.
1: Seriously. Uh, so. I think Robin has a story out called Not My Shadow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wish I could tell you what these are about, because, but I haven't even read them yet. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's, they're, these are pretty short stories. They're not like, uh, you know, don't expect like chapter books or anything like that. But uh, there's that. And I think Christopher Lieberman put out a story mm-hmm. called Empath. So those are our two first stories, but we, we're hoping to collect more. I, I think there is a third one already on the way. Um, this is uh, this is going to be a continuing series, and we're gonna we're gonna keep up with them. So, uh, I yeah, I can't wait to dive in. I just like I said, I've I just I needed this rest, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which is good because I'm I've started. I, I just told you I, I've started uh, getting some ideas, and and I might be you know cracking that too. So,
0: yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I think also uh, the short stories are on YouTube as well. Are they going to be on our YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, it, it is. Okay, so this, uh, Christopher Liebman's uh, story is currently on YouTube channel. So, yeah, I guess people can go to the YouTube channel and uh, check that out as well.
0: All right. Excellent. Excellent. So right, uh, That's our plug. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right, so uh so what else has been going on on the website that uh that caught your eye? Anything?
1: Well, I I've been noticing a lot of what what you've been doing. Um a lot of uh movie and trailer announcements this week. Uh, I mean, CinemaCon mm-hmm. just just finished, so we got a lot of that like um, the mm-hmm. Meg 2, and I think you did Beetlejuice is uh, finally going yeah.
0: to I'm so excited about that. I love the original Beetlejuice. When I was a kid, like, I loved the movie. I loved the the animated TV show. I had the action figures. Like, Beetlejuice has a special place in my heart. And like, it's great that we're getting Michael Keaton back, getting Tim Burton back to direct it. Um, I'm hearing kind of conflicting reports about um, – Uh, Winona Ryder coming back as Lydia Dietz, Um, the report that that I cited when I wrote my article about it said that uh, either it didn't say anything about her or it said that she wasn't sure or that they weren't sure if she was coming back. I don't remember which one, Um, but other reports that I I read after that said that she was definitely coming back. So I don't know, but I mean, either way, I think she probably will be either way, you know?
1: I mean that's a I mean it's a good opportunity it's a yeah. it's going to be a big movie um mm-hmm,
0: but definitely. also
1: with Jenna Ortega signed on uh, I think is supposed to be her daughter or at least that's the conjecture right now yeah yeah uh, but I also heard that Willem Dafoe was added in um mm-hmm. uh what's her name uh, uh-huh. from. From that movie in Shits Creek, uh, uh, Monica uh, O'Hara.
0: Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I heard she's yeah. Coming Catherine back,
1: yeah. O'Hara said she was going to come back, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, I love Catherine O'Hara, so
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for that, and also uh, Monica Bellucci. Uh, she's supposed to be Beetlejuice's oh. wife. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: Monica Bellucci. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't. I don't have anything against Monica Bellucci. Yeah. No, she, I know she, she's a good actor. I, oh, yeah. I uh, irreversible in the Matrix films, and you know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm.
0: Yeah, it's it's I, just okay. I don't it, know where
1: that's gonna. I don't know how that's gonna fit in exactly, but okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of weird, like the idea of Beetlejuice having a wife. I mean, I mean, I know in the original, like he tried to marry Lydia, but the idea yeah. of someone actually marrying her, a him. Um, Unless like it wasn't, I mean, unless it's like forced. My guess is everything
1: that we're, we're talking about, you know, this could all be thrown out the window. She could be end up playing a realtor or something, you know, like I mean, <laughs> it could follow yeah, in the same footsteps but, as the first one, sort of. Yeah, yeah. So you never know, you know. Yeah,
0: who knows? Who knows? But either way, I can't wait to see it uh, comes out next year. Um, so September 6th. Yeah. 2024. So a bit over a year. Um, but it's not too far away, so I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, yes, I'll be here before you know it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I can barely believe it's already, uh, you know, mid May. Oh so. my gosh,
0: I know, tell me about it. Uh, another, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, Sean, good, good observation. Yeah,
1: the only thing I did last week, JP, was I, I interviewed uh, producer AJ Mattioli and uh, did a review for. Uh, guys at parties like it, which was uh, AJ's uh, film that was at Salem Horror Fest. Um, so, th- I mean, I'll plug that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. go go get yourself some some good times with an interview with uh, New Age Horror. Uh, first of all, I think that the uh, the duo that made that team, Micah Coat and um, Colton David Coat, I think that they are primed to. They're going to do some other stuff like this uh, i guys at party's like is pretty good like all in all uh, it's not normally a film that i would have taken in and you know just based on content mm-hmm. but i ended up you know watching it and uh, especially for the interview with aj aj's great i uh i wish nothing for the best for aj aj does a lot of queer content um, okay i watched this other film that he has out called uh, killer unicorn last week
0: Oh, I think I heard
1: about that. I had never heard of this movie. I had never heard of this movie exactly. in my life. Um and what it is is it's um it, a guy in a unicorn mask and booty shorts going around and killing drag queens. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like that's that's the thing. And like it's it's super it, it, like it's super campy. It ends up going into like an I don't know what you did last summer or I, I'm sorry, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh Place And it was, it was just a ton of fun. And and, uh, these are the types of movies AJ's putting out. He's, he only does stuff with uh, uh, queer actors or or directors. Uh, Hmm. It's, it's great. I, I, you know, it's uh, very inclusionary and and I like that. And I I hope, uh, I hope more stuff follows. Uh, He's got a lot on his plate and, you know, nothing but success for for AJ. Um, But the thing that I really wanted to talk about was uh, you and Moon Garden.
0: Oh man, let me start with talking about me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I finally saw Moon Garden. Um, I got a chance to review it, and my gosh, this movie is amazing. Um, I told you, <laughs> oh, man. You know, and 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 for, and for anybody who's you know listened to us before, if you and me agree on how great a movie is, that means it's pretty damn great. Yeah, like for us to agree on something.
1: It's very rare that JP and I have any films that we simultaneously like Mm -hmm. or in the same boat with, you know? Yeah. And I think you and I both said that right before we got on, we kind of, you know, previewed this with each other. And I said, this shot right up to your number one, didn't it?
0: Mm -hmm. It, Yeah. It's the best horror movie I've seen all year.
1: This is going to be a hard horror film to beat,
0: uh, for the
1: rest of the year. This is mm-hmm. like so far, you know, we're in, where, where are we? May still? Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sean, um, it's May. I have, I could have been June by now. All right. That's how <laughs> fast everything's moving. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see another film beating this out for my number one this year. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure that there's going to be plenty of opportunities for other films to try.
0: Oh but yeah. This definitely.
1: is, this is by, by and large, like so far, the number one film on my on, mm-hmm. on my uh, list, and I don't think I don't see anything coming up that's that's going to top that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so the movie um, for anybody interested in it, it's about this little girl. Uh, she gets into an accident. She falls down the stairs. Um, she's like goes into a coma, and the coma kind of transports her. I guess like it's almost like her spirit. I guess to this like surrealist fantasy world, uh, like an industrial fantasy world.
1: Yeah, it's like a Miyazaki vibe, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, uh, there's that. There's Terry Gilliam. There's uh, even a little Friday, uh, not Friday, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, thrown in there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's it is it's it's very surreal, and and I loved every second of it. It just it reminds. I told somebody it reminds me of those movies like when we were kids that came out and you know we would watch and the, the people thought that they were for kids like the never-ending story or uh, mm-hmm. the dark crystal you know stuff very that dark. got very dark for children and you know those are the films that we go back to all the time and we go holy shit we love this you know like <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um this is i think this is going to be one of those for a lot of people i mean there's a little bit of language in it so i don't know that necessarily children are going to end up watching this but yeah it, it, it's uh, not
0: exactly a kid's movie the way that some of those other ones are but
1: yeah, but it's got that vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a like bit. a yeah. it's like one of those kids movies that we watched, but this movie is for us as adults, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, uh Augie Duke who plays the mother in it, I thought was superb. I thought everybody in this was just the acting fantastic. It was, so. was
0: great. I mean, everything about it is so good. It it's one of the most beautiful horror movies I think I've ever seen. And just, you know, and 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 it's it's not just it It's not just that like it looks beautiful, I think also the movie's about family and about love, and the way I took it is it's basically uh, like the the visuals and the and the the score and this atmosphere and everything all of that is like it's an expressionist image of the beauty of love and family, you know yeah yeah um
1: it, it is it's um it's very. It's very heartstring pulling. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. This, yeah. um, dude. I I don't know about you, but I was in the th- I was in the theater. I was just choking up. Like I got out of the movie and like I could not compose myself. Like that is that is how deeply mm-hmm. I was affected by the film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bring your box of tissues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, bring your mop. You, you, know, might, you might need it. <laughs> bring yeah. Seriously,
1: <laughs> um, like I said, I don't know if it affected you the way that it affected me. But my god, like, not I quite just, that much. It,
0: but but yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it, I what it, it is is for it. me,
1: it, you know, I've got nieces and nephews and I, I don't know, but I don't know if you have that, but my, my nephew is three years old. So, mm. um, I just put that into those shoes and I'm already, I'm losing it now. I'm losing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I, we got to stop talking about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 All right. But so anyway, know. so, so moon garden. So the, so as far as its release goes, um, so what they told me when they sent me the the, the email about it is that yeah. uh, it debuts at the IFC Center in New York uh, on May 19th. So this Friday, the day this episode should be going out. Um, and then a week later, is going to expand to the Alamo Drafthouse, Los Angeles. Oh, um, I, mean, I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, we, we
1: did. And so yeah, I right. also saw that now it's going to be at a whole, it's going to start like basically going on tour. Okay. Okay, too. that's
0: good. That's good. So more people are gonna get to see it.
1: Yeah, after LA, it's gonna it's gonna go a little bit wider. And okay, I'm, I'm hoping it it goes local or to a Fathom event or something like that because mm-hmm. this movie should absolutely be seen. And if you have the opportunity to see it on a large screen, I absolutely
0: yeah, you, I would I, w- I would love you to watch should. it I cannot in a theater.
1: Say enough nice things about
0: mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So all right, so if you guys get a chance, definitely check out Moon Garden. Um, if not, then. Watch it anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: That, that, our favorite movie of the year so far, JP. And yep. the fact that we agree on it is, is wild. <laughs> that yeah, is, yeah. That's never happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. This, this is the one time in history that this is ever going to happen. So, you know, you guys might yeah. want to check it out. All right. So with that, we can move can into you, uh, our main topic of the day.
1: You know what I didn't do this week, JP? What didn't
0: you do, Sean?
1: I didn't write down the synopsis that I meant to. Oh man, Sean! Yeah, you're Uh, slacking. I am tired. Oh (laughs) man, you should you
0: you should be more professional, Sean. You should be more. This is yeah,
1: right? (laughs) How many times have you written it down?
0: I write things down. The synopsis. I write things down.
1: Well, that makes me feel better then. Okay. Yeah, stop.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> stop berating my professionalism. All right. Um, so
0: the movie we're discussing this week um, is Martyr's Lane. Uh, it's a ghost story, uh, ghost like drama horror. Uh, it's on Shudder. Um, this is a movie. I, I can do it.
1: I can do it. Oh, you fine. know what?
0: Go I for, it Sean. Go for
1: it, Sean. I wasn't saying I wasn't going to do it, <laughs> I was just saying I didn't write it down. <laughs>
0: All right, Sean. Go for it.
1: All right, so Martyrs Lane is about.
0: <laughs> yeah, what's it about, Sean? Come on. What's uh... it about, Sean? Come on, Sean. What's this movie about? Right. Hey.
1: Hey. I'll do this to you. I'm going to start doing this to you. i <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, all right, so it, it's about this young girl who uh, she's, uh, I don't know, probably about eight or maybe 10, 10 years old.
0: Um
1: she's at her house. Uh, her mom has become sort of disaffected and her father's constantly busy. Her, uh, stepsister kind of picks on her. It's not her stepsister. I'm sorry. It's just her sister. Um, picks on her a little bit. And to the extent that, uh, she doesn't want to be around her. So basically her family is just, they're sort of all off on their own separate thing going on. And, um, This girl starts, uh, she's been acting out. She's been trying to get attention from her mother, who's um, just sort of been in a malaise. Let's put it that way for now. Uh, And a locket that she keeps around her neck becomes the center of this girl's attention because she constantly sees her mother holding it, and she doesn't really know what it's about. Uh, Come to find that there is a curl of hair, a lock of hair inside the locket, that the girl ends up taking and losing. Uh, after losing the the lock of hair, the mother becomes... Uh, uh, what What would the right word there be? Uh, just sort of, like, m- more disaffected, I suppose? She just, like, starts with, like, a downward slide of uh, sort of... Maybe. Disaffectedation, disaffected yeah. yeah. Asian. Uh, yeah. But she, it's like, um, what you, like sort of deepening depression and despair. Uh, once the, the lock of hair goes missing. And then, so the, the girl tries to put it back and she ends up losing it instead. So then this, uh, she gets visited by what she thinks is an angel. Um, and they start playing like little kids games in the room, like two truths and a lie. And, mm-hmm the girl starts showing her little things. Uh, she keeps telling her that this thing that she lost is here or there, or the other thing. And it's becomes this little game for the girl trying to figure out what this angel is trying to say to her. And the angel is also a, a young girl as well. Uh, that should be, that's probably important. So a <laughs> little, little bit. So um, at, with everything that, uh, that the, the 10 year olds, uh, uh, Leah goes looking for uh everything leads to another step to another step to another step until it ultimately uh congresses into uh the truth behind what is actually going on with her family
0: all right all right not bad (laughs) not bad sean so yeah so um yeah this is I, i mean the this is a movie you that loved it. You love I this love. Movie. I adore this movie. I saw this at Fantasia back in 2021. Um, and I instantly loved it. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, you, you like it, but not nearly as much as I do. Right. I'm, I
1: think it's, I think it's good. I don't think it's, I don't think it's fully realized. I think that there's pieces missing. Okay. Um, and, and we'll get more into that, especially like there's some things in the end that really get to me. Um, but, um, there, there's a lot going on in this movie. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, it's really for the, for the most part, it's really well written. It's really just the ending that I have problems with. Um, but you know what I, I did want to ask you because mm-hmm. this was something that I, I kind of got a, a strange vibe on, especially with you is that this movie is kind of an anti-religion movie in a oh, lot of ways. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that you have, you know, you, you have a certain thing, you know, you have your, your faith and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But I, I kind of just thought that this was sort of a weird one. Cause you usually look into like, even when St. Maude came out, you did that piece mm-hmm. about uh, how it misrepresents uh, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And so with this, I, I just, I had, I had a lot of questions come up about like personally for you, is there anything that really gets to you when they start talking about like because there's obviously like the mother has just totally abandoned mm-hmm. everything. Um, I guess we should talk about what's really going on in the film. You know, if we're really going to dive into this because right, right. we can't just, you know. Um, so what the the movie is about is really that this the young little angel that is coming to uh, the the ten year old Leah ends up being her sister.
0: Mm-hmm. Is yeah yeah. You know, um,
1: if she died uh, on the roadway to their house. It's a very busy roadway. Um, and somebody hit them with their car. You know, you know what's really terrible about this is that this like something like this literally just happened to a friend of mine.
0: So like, this is really,
1: yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing to me how many people I've known in the past year that have been hit on roadways. Uh, Hmm. so be careful out there, everybody first of all. And, um, yeah. Uh, I just that just hit me I'm sorry <laughs> okay um so yeah- a- anyway uh yeah, so she was out she was up playing and and she that all becomes a thing now, with the mother's uh disassociation depression everything uh it becomes. Graining on the family, but for the most part, the, what I find funny is that the husband, the, the father is a vicar. Mm -hmm. And uh, like spends all his days at the church and, and everything, but literally every single turn in this movie that has to do with, with God or, or the church or anything is almost moved away from in a lot of ways like even like one of the first scenes uh the Leah who I don't understand like I guess she's getting her confirmation at 10 years old um uh, I did not get mine it was like yeah. 17 well I don't know. well <laughs> it may be I, rules I, are different elsewhere
0: Yeah I think they're uh, I, at least I get the impression that they're supposed to be anglicans not catholics um fair enough yeah fair enough. and so I I, I mean I, I I'm not an expert on anglicanism but I I I guess at, at I, I guess they do confirmation a bit differently, you know, Yeah, I mean,
1: age. different strokes are different folks, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But anyway, like, so, like, the one of the first things that we see is she's getting confirmed in the church, and the mother is completely absent at that, like, she's there, but she's not really paying attention because she, instead, she's found that she's lost the lock of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and There's also, like, sort of a weird commentary on negative attention versus... Uh, good attention i guess in the mm-hmm. the child the sort of child psychological end but um for the most part there's um there's that uh her hiding the lock of hair under the virgin mary um and then there's a few things later on i think right i think at one point she's actually arguing with the husband saying you know uh to hell with your church or or whatever right Mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of like it's all sitting there she even throws the cake away that was given to the young girl for her birthday um which nobody nobody uh sort of that this was a big thing for me in this movie too is nobody acknowledges her birthday Mm -hmm. except Mm -hmm. for that woman from the church Mm -hmm. and they they throw the cake away and all this and like we get, we kind of get the resolution to that at the end with the mother saying, uh, "You know, I went from your, you know, losing one child and you being born kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So the idea of them not celebrating this little girl's birthday, like I'm like, that's fucking stunner. Like, like mm-hmm. could you, could you imagine, like just growing up? Nope, sorry. You know, like I have to, like in order for this to happen, I've also got to celebrate the day your sister died. You know, mm-hmm. yeah." Um, yeah that's yeah so yeah there's and i mean you kind of you kind of get it plus there's that guardian angel concept like the the dot like leah mm-hmm. thinks that um rachel the the uh angel the gar- angel, is her yeah, guardian angel
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and
1: um so but there's, there's, there's like a lot stuff. here
0: you like rachel and leah with the story of jacob um, yes, exactly.
1: There's like that, that
0: yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, then, yeah, so for, for me... When, never loved Leah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for, for me, when, when I watch this movie, um, I've never taken it as being anti-religion. Um, I've always taken it as just religion is kind of just the backdrop for the story. Um, and I don't think it's really saying much about religion. I mean, I, 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 at most, it might be saying stuff about religious people. Um, but I, 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 all right, I go for it. What, what makes you think that it's specifically about religion per se?
1: The Specifically. All right. So we know that that woman that gave her the cake and why she throws away the cake, like it really doesn't have, that really doesn't have so much to do with the church so much as the church goer, right? The woman that gave her the cake is the mother of the son who hit her daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. right. So at the end, she goes over, she hands her the receipts or something for financial purposes for the church. And this is the this is the big problem with with it. This is where I see the anti-religion aspects of it is that she the argument that they have is you knew that he was back and you knew that that she you know, she's still working with the church the church is so quick to forgive. There's, you know, all this and that she's, she's taking it out on the church because this, this guy killed her daughter and now he's, he's back, he's running around, he's free. He's allowed, you know, and the husband has never given up on, on his mother, right? Like, and the mother's protecting him and everything else. Like there's a commentary here about how quickly the church is willing to forget, And I think that also enters into some other stuff that was happening a little ahead of this as well with uh, certain people being moved around certain places. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is, there's this, there's this element of to hell with you. And there's another, there's another moment in the film too, where Leah asks um, about heaven, right. Or asks Mm -hmm. about, and to some, to some extent. And, the father says, well, heaven is like the sunlight. It, it touches everything. And she goes, well, what if we hide? And she's like, what if we just, what if we don't want to be in the sunlight? What if we don't want to be there? Um, and that's sort of the, the case with the, the daughter, especially. The, the daughter isn't in heaven. The daughter is back and she's decaying. Like we, you know, she thinks she's getting her wings. She's not getting her wings. She's decaying. She's, you know, um, it's, it's very it's baked in but it it is it's it's very anti the whole idea of you know you know this is the the color this is the technicolor version of life right and Mm then this is the reality is that there's this decaying girl um haunting her mother because her mother chooses not to say her name in the house because it's too painful for her
0: Mm -hmm. yeah 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 um i uh, well I think a few things. Um, number one, I think the the whole point of the movie is that the mother is not handling her grief the right way. Um, so anything that she says against not just the church, but anybody really, you know, in her grief or like as as a part of her mishandling of her grief, I think is not you know, you can't take that as the message of the movie because the whole point is that she's not doing it the right way. Um, so I don't think that makes the movie anti-religion necessarily. Um, another thing is, um, any issues that may come up with, with the father kind of forgiving the guy, you know, the, the, the guy who, uh, who killed their daughter and everything. Um, again that's i mean it, it, it's a fine line between being anti-religion you know the church or whatever like kind of per se and being anti or against or pointing out problems with people in the church um and you know i think for me at least it it, 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 it seems to be more on the side of the people in the church Not the beliefs per se.
1: Um, Well, that's what I'm saying is it's it's more about it's more anti-religion. It's not anti-belief, and I think that that is a a line that that needs to be cleared. up. I mean,
0: okay, so what? what, So Um, so so what would be the difference between? We're not really
1: talking about we're not talking about an affront against God. We're talking again. We're talking about the church, right? Mm -hmm. And the church is made of humans,
0: right? right.
1: the reason that things are going bad with with everything at that moment, uh, especially when she's like, "Well, you know, screw your god, whatever." Like, mm-hmm. um, the the whole idea is, yes, yes, she is feeling so. She's grief. She's grieving very deeply. But what she's saying isn't necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that you know, uh, it takes six hail marys and and our father to, to to clear your conscience, kind of thing. Um, well, that's not.
0: How it really works.
1: You but... know what I mean? This is, listen, listen, this is, I'm just, you know, spitballing mm-hmm. here. But the, the mm-hmm. idea is that, that forgiveness comes quick. All mm-hmm. right. When, you know, especially that woman's still affiliated with the church. That is her husband. He lost a daughter too.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. And right. yet he works with her every day like nothing's wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Now there's also talk at some point about him having left the church. I think this is closer to the end where she's like, situated with Leah a little bit better and they're like Mm -hmm. openly having this conversation um and she says your dad left for a while and then went back um Mm -hmm. and it's sort of the idea there is like he 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 left for me you know we went away for a while but we had to come back you know because Mm -hmm. he gets he is uplifted from the church she is not Mm -hmm. She's not mm-hmm. finding a way through. And the thing is, is that's because the church has hurt her based on the mm-hmm. fact that these people are part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot there, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well yeah, yes, but but again, it, it's it's about the people in the church. And yeah, I mean, you yes, know, it's like I said, it's the eventual
1: context. It's, right, it's right. not it, about it's, the belief system.
0: Yeah, it's about the people and you know, Christianity one one is that they're gonna be, you know bad people in the church. Um, So like, but like, that's Christianity 101 is that, you know, yes, the church, like regardless of what we believe about the church as being a divine institution, it's also very much a human institution. And on that level, like, not just you know, individual people in the church, but even the entire church kind of as an institution is going to let people down and sometimes in terrible ways. So like, it, it, it's not really say, So, so in that, in that regard, the movie not really saying anything that Christianity itself doesn't already say. Um,
1: well, no, that's, so that's not what I mean, but what I'm saying is it's in, so this goes back to what I was saying before. It's not anti belief, it's anti religion. What right, what I mean by that is it's sort of anti church as an organization, right? Like Yeah,
0: it, but but, but the, again, like that's Christianity one oh one.
1: There are people that get things from it and there are people that don't. And it's the same it's the same sort of mentality against uh sort of prisoners coming back into society, sort of thing, right? Like there's a bias there like we're mm-hmm. not saying that it, it isn't but there is, there is sort of a chastising here of how easily it is for someone to be forgiven when they've done something so egregious
0: yeah i mean that that's that's again that's christianity 101 is that if someone yeah. is, <laughs> is is you know genuinely i mean the, people jp
1: i'm <laughs> not i'm not i'm not trying to attack you i'm not trying to no, like no, 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 of i promise this is not a nefarious situation right right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. uh, I think <laughs> but, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah yeah but the idea is that I do I think that there I think that there is something here on this end that is sort of a piece here that's saying that uh it's it, it's almost very easy for the church to forgive and yet it's very hard for this woman to forget
0: oh yeah uh, i mean i yeah. i think that's yeah that that's that's a fair point to make um, but I, I still don't see how that's necessarily anti um I, I i just i just don't see fair. it. i think the the what what you, you brought up uh like the kind of the last thing you brought up about um uh about leah's discussion with her father about about heaven and the afterlife and then you know the girl like rachel's like she's not in heaven she's decaying kind of on earth as yeah. a ghost um i guess you could take that as kind of being a statement against religion um i, but I, I don't think you it have is,
1: to i think it's the fairy tale right like mm-hmm. it's it's the idea that you know like for for me i i'm fine with the idea that we are just you know blobs of flesh, Mm -hmm. right? Like when I die, I'm going to go into the ground. I'm going to, I am going to become something else. I'm going to become one with the ground. I'm going to become one with the worms. There's, there's a whole lot more (laughs) there. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to be really conscious for it or part of it. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's going to provide sustenance and whatever for whatever comes next. And that's fine by me. I don't need, I don't need that idea of like clouds and and eternal happiness. I, I like the idea that there's, have you ever heard that, your brain stays active for seven minutes after death.
0: I've heard stuff right? like
1: that. Yeah. So, like, it, from what I've been told, that's seven minutes in heaven. That's that's heaven, right? Like, that's your brain, your brain's ultimate thing. And they say that people say their life flashes before their eyes. Like, give me the greatest hits, man. Like, I'm mm. I'm all for mm. that. That's kind of a, yeah, it's going to be an interesting process. I'm not necessarily excited for it, <laughs> but <laughs> I think right, it's right. going to be it's it's something everybody fears like right because nobody knows mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's the ultimate like sort of thing and so there has to be like there's a lot of stigma around this this thing that ha- what happens to us after we die who cares i'm not gonna be, not gonna be around to care i'm gonna mm-hmm. be dead <laughs> mm-hmm. fine with that <laughs>
0: just right right yeah
1: you know like um yeah we can you can think whatever you want and you know you're happy to do so I don't you know I'm not trying to push Mm -hmm. any anything on anybody but the idea is there that like what if we hide right like what if we don't Mm -hmm. want to be touched by sunlight what if that's not Mm -hmm. what we want what if we want to become ghosts what if you know what if there is alternative options here (laughs) like it doesn't have to be this one singular concept of what is so grand for everybody yes
0: but I think that question kind of you know that question kind of mirrors what the mother's doing. And so, and so I don't think you can take that as necessarily being what the movie There is, is actually- there is a duality
1: there. Yeah. You no, know? but um, yeah, no, I gotcha. There's, there is, there's a duality, but the, um, the other part of that is if we're just looking at it directly about what, what's going on with Rachel, like Rachel is trying to stick around. She's trying to be with her family again. She doesn't. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. Um, I mean the 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 fact that kind of what happens to her doesn't really, or at least doesn't obviously align with kind of what Christianity says happens to you after you die. Um, I don't think that's really a commentary on religion. I think that's just the the, the horror element of the story. That's just the fantasy element of the story. yeah well so so,
1: but to your effect with the 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 duality of the situation with the mother all right we're you're saying that the mother is hiding from all of the responsibility of of sort of saying her name out loud and Mm -hmm. and regaling in any parts any time that she spent with rachel right Mm -hmm. the the other part of that is it's not up to the church to 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 say what's what's right and what's wrong like you know what i mean like it what, it's what, a moral compass mean? sure but what like so what what the mother is feeling is straight up guilt loss everything and the church has already forgiven the the other you know the other parties in this matter the mother is allowed to stay hidden too mm-hmm. all right grieving everything else in this process that is natural mm-hmm. and what we're talking about too with the other part of that is we're not talking about what's natural here. We're talking about the supernatural. We're talking about heaven, right? We're talking about what might happen, what one person's interpretation of things might be versus what we know is a reality, scientifically speaking, from seeing other people go into the ground and rot. We're okay. talking about the difference between naturality and in uh, sort of mystical... Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Nature effect. and supernature, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, natural yeah. and supernatural. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So your duality argument works here because we're also, see, we're also seeing this from two sides. The, the mother gets to be upset, all right? The mother gets to be mm-hmm. upset she lost a daughter. Yeah, um, totally, totally. But, but the whole, I think the whole argument here is that the church is, is so forgiving that the mother isn't even over it yet, and the church has decided, well, we're moving on. You know, Mm -hmm. like and yes, that's the church's nature, and I get what you're saying there. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there's it's trying to say that like, how is that justified? You know, for a mother still to be grieving, and yes, it's been a decade. You know, it's it's literally like that's how old Leah is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a decade, but that is that enough time for her to have moved on from losing a daughter?
0: I I see what you're saying, but I don't think. I don't think the movie is really about whether the church is right or not. I think again, that's just another. I, it's back not job what it's for, about. It's
1: just it's it is it's all it's all back end. Story. But I do think that there's commentary here. I think that it exists in this film. I think that that was why it was put together this way. Hmm. I. Uh, I mean, am I fucking with one of your movies,
0: JP? <laughs> no, 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 you're not. You're not. Um, I mean, I think. He, I think even if you're right, I think again that that just you know that's just
1: well it doesn't. It, it's the to church and the human it's is all a,
0: movies. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So so, so yeah. So so I mean, essentially, I'd say that a that, that I, I I I still don't see that commentary in the movie. I still see it more the religion just a backdrop for the story, um, but but even if that commentary is there that, that again that that's just you know commentary on the church as a human institution which um i mean if you talk to anybody who works yes. in the church they, but they that's will am talking about the is, same thing yeah
1: they're talking about they're talking about it they're talking about the church as an institution and like that's right. where you know it's this isn't really like you know like i said it's it's more anti like i this is how i always phrase it because it's more anti religion because religion is a overt thing like it's it's the the churches it's the you know the teaching the this the that everything that was interpreted by man versus mm-hmm. the belief system which is just faith right like if you go like if you go to church every week that's part of your religion okay if you, if you just believe every day that's just part of your faith
0: you know okay um <laughs> I'm not entirely yeah. sure how... The idea is having I, 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 to I, I, do
1: something. Like, okay, so if I became a witch tomorrow, <laughs> like okay. right, and I went out to the woods every Sunday, that would be my religion. Okay. Right? But if I just stay in my kitchen and, and do spells and make stews, like, am I just a witch every day? And I'm not, saying, I'm not trying to, to, to
0: downplay I mean, any
1: wicked things. I guess it things. would. I'm
0: just, yeah, I'm just yeah. putting
1: out there in sort of... I mean, I guess
0: that would be your religion, but
1: yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about faith versus the institution.
0: I kind of do, but I'm not... I'm... I'm I think we would... I think for for me... I am riling
1: you up today, aren't I? (laughs) It's
0: not that. I think what you're saying is still not entirely clear to me. So, okay. so I think we would need to spend a lot more time talking about this and kind of clarifying things. And we're That's already fair. about 45 minutes into it.
1: <laughs> so and we've only talked about this one. About this one this question.
0: One yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I think, I think at this point it might be best for us to just kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, we'll just move along. Like the rest yeah, of yeah. this is really we, for
0: points awesome. and, you know, kind of just move on to, to something else you know? Yes. Um, what, 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 one thing you said is that before that you said that you had an issue with the ending. Um, I did. Which, which I, I think I am mean, again, I don't know what your issue is but I know when I wrote my review of this, I said, like, my, my, my one criticism of the movie was the final scene. Um,
1: You're talking about, like, the sort of ambiguity in the in the ending? It's, or? it's not
0: the ambiguity. I, I, I thought that that ending kind of contradicted everything the movie had done before that.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Now, so that the
0: whole movie is about the whole movie is about Leah's mother learning to accept her grief and not let it get in the way of her love for her daughter. But then the end of it is she, she she's can't get Rachel over it. Yeah. ignoring her daughter, <laughs> you know?
1: Well, here's the thing is, do you think that she lived or died? right? Like, that's sort of, like, on the table. I think that she, I think she went out the window. I mean, it, oh. it sort of fades it into that dream-like context, right? Mm-hmm. I, well, no, I no, see that,
0: it as... That, uh, isn't that, uh, that's Leah's dream, isn't it?
1: That's what it looks like. However, in the next couple of scenes, right, you see, you hear the mother, the mother is only whispering, she's like, time to get up now. Mm-hmm. And then the next the only time that we see the mother at the end is through the sheet of the curtain, the way that we first really sort of see Rachel. So there's this ghost-like context mm-hmm. with the with the thing happening. So yeah, there's an ambiguity mm-hmm. in that ending on whether you want to see it as that the mother lived or died. But at the end, she's also sitting with Rachel at the piano.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so the question becomes did she live or did she die and it's so dreamlike the ending is so dreamlike that i i have to say that she she dove out the window with her daughter all right and to me the reason like there's a lot of reasons if you go back and watch that ending i think that that happens uh okay. which I've, I've told you already but um the idea is that she can't get over the grief she loved she, just like jacob she loved rachel not leah mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right so and it's postpartum depression. It's, it's literally everything that happened at once. Mm-hmm. So who did she go with? The person that needed her more, right? Or Leah figured this all out on her own. Leah's going to be fine. That's kind of the context. Her mother's still in the house. Uh, they're moving, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is the last moments that she's going to get with her mom. That's why she holds the uh, the sheet music near her. And then they're playing that sheet music. They're playing that those chords on the piano without yeah. the sheet music. They know the, yeah. They know the melody.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's a beautiful song. It really is. Like whoever composed mm-hmm. that did a very good job. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, uh, I do. I think that the mother left to be with her daughter, and that's a natural thing too. That's a thing that mm-hmm. happens to people.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think that that's what happens when people are grieving.
0: Hmm. Okay. I, I think it's uh, fair interpretation. But yeah, the
1: the, the reason the reason that it bugs me the most is there's a commentary here that's like that starts off with like say her name you Mm -hmm. know like recognize who she is and and you know all that and then it then all of a sudden uh the you know once you'd think that that would be the end but they kind of give you this sort of uh extra ghostly haunting moment with rachel and then it becomes don't look at her <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's yeah, okay. confusing me- there's this confusing message there about what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to say her name or are we not supposed to look at her? Well I think and
0: I I I I think what's going on there is that she's supposed to say her name to acknowledge her, but not look at her to hold on to her. You know, I think that's kind of the 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 distinction there.
1: I mean you can you can say that, but it is not it is not very well done in that moment like it's very unclear as to what is happening on that end because it's a mixed mm-hmm. message I mean it's just you know we're gonna acknowledge her and then don't look at her you know like it's it, that's not much of an acknowledgement mm-hmm. um, the idea is that there should be pe- there should be peace coming and there's no peace mm-hmm. and maybe that has something to do with the mother's decision like on my end for her to jump out the window but mm-hmm. yeah well, I, I think- uh,
0: well I think either way whether she jumps out the window or not that that ending as you know the final scene in particular um, definitely like I said it, it contradicts the whole point of the, of the rest of the movie you know like it does. It exactly how you interpret it so so it, yeah, it, no, I, it almost doesn't matter how you take it
1: Well that that's, that's that there. again goes to like what you're saying where it contradicts the, the rest of it I mean that again goes to prove the idea that she jumped out the window um, I don't
0: think it proves that. I think it could be that she's just. Think, or how how, how, how? how does it prove it?
1: The whole idea is that she hasn't said her name to hold on to her sanity. The minute that she says her name, she jumps out the window.
0: Right. No. But what, what, what I'm saying though is, is how, how does what I said prove that she jumps out the
1: that window? Is, that's what I'm saying. Is that the whole thing? The whole time. The whole part of the movie. Whole, you know, up, lead up to that point in the movie is her trying to hold on to some semblance of her sanity and not go into the deepest, darkest depression, the deepest place for her to to kill herself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really what we're talking about, is that she's been on the verge of this for for a long time. And mm-hmm. her and Leah bringing in those uh, uh the the different stories and things, bringing them to the table about the toothpaste with the dog mm-hmm. and yeah. um all of that is start. You can see it physically affecting her in her face going, you know, how does she know how, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's literally affecting her. It's literally tearing her down. Like every story, every, um, the button, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. the, uh, that Rachel was playing with as a baby that kept coming off. And the reason that it's, it was never sewed back on. And it's almost like when she sews it back on, she's saying that like, I am a replacement. It's okay. I'm a replacement, you know, and that's affecting the mother. And so like when she goes, like she's literally battling this thing every day. All right. To the extent where, like, at the end of this movie, she says her name and she jumps out the window. That's like it's it's like, I'm never gonna be rid of this. I'm this is you know, like, she's fought so hard and the end of the road is here. This is the end of the road.
0: I, I still don't see how that proved that she jumped out the window because it seemed like you're seems like you're recounting the narrative on the assumption that she jumped out the window
1: well it, like I said it's still ambiguous but I think it's I think it's just another point in the hat um there's no like okay so what if on the other end right speculatively we don't get to this point in the movie all right and I think the next part would have been. Something would have happened, but the mother would have no idea what was going on. The the daughter and the mother don't talk. Leah Leah and her mother do not talk to each other about anything that's going on. Anytime that they do, right? Um, Even at the beginning with the cake and everything, uh, you can't have cake for dinner. She throws away the cake, all right? Mm -hmm. The daughter doesn't say anything to the mother. She just accepts what's happening, moves on with it. She thinks her mom hates her. All right, mm-hmm. and the, the the whole idea is that this is going through the entire house, right? The mm-hmm. sister hates her, her father is is kind of is is loving towards her, but they don't really have a relationship. Like it, it's almost mm-hmm. like he's not present at all. Because right, right. my guess is he can't be around the mother with everything that's gone on either, and maybe the mother doesn't want him to be around. If we're mm-hmm. being honest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um. So the whole time right you're just you're just barely hanging on any interaction that you have with your daughter right Uh, the first she's like hey what are you doing down there I was thirsty that's like the most that they say to each other that isn't you know two words Mm -hmm. (laughs) I suppose Mm -hmm. you know Uh, when they finally have the deep conversation um, she tells her mother she can rest now Right? Okay. And um, then everything happens with the sheep. She, they, they lay down. The mother goes into the other room. She sees the daughter and she jumps out the window with the daughter in her arms. Right? Then we see the daughter wake up and then it's all very dreamlike. There's the whisper speaking. There's, get out of, you can get out of bed now. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. There, for me, there's no other way to take this than, than she caved to her depression. right. She got one look at her daughter. And yeah, maybe it's that's the reason don't look at her. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe that was the final nail in the coffin for her. She saw her and she jumped out the window with her.
0: I mean, it is consistent with that interpretation, but I think it's also equally consistent with the other interpretation that she didn't jump out the window. (laughs) I, <laughs> that, you know, I'm, cause, cause, you can
1: you can think whatever you want. So I'm saying is, it is ambiguous. It's there for you to make up your own mind. But I I have these points together that I think it proves otherwise. I th- you know,
0: I don't I don't think it proves that I mean, it it fits either way. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, we, 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 let me rephrase that. I, I I I I mean, your your points about like the whispering and everything at the end, like that 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 that's a good point but i think what i said my my interpretation of the don't look at her i think that fits either way
1: i think you're right i think the don't look at her is i think you're right i think but i also think that it has to do with her depression why they don't want her to look at her but i do think that it is a a sort of contrived uh uh, idea of you know you need to recognize her but don't look at her (laughs) you know what i mean i do think that that's a little contrived
0: um no, I I I I think that works because you know say her name because she she's not there so you have to recognize her, but don't look at her because you know now she's right in front of you, so you know don't kind of get caught up in it too much. You 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 need yeah yeah, phone. but it doesn't and, mean that uh, it's
1: non conflicting. It's still conflicting. It's still that part of the narrative is very. I don't conflicting.
0: think so. I think the I I, I I don't think if you say her name you need to look at the ghost. I think. You know, you you could do one without the other. You can acknowledge no acknowledge her, but you, you're you're you're
1: blending the apples and oranges, buddy. Um, so, <laughs> y- you know, yes. on On one hand, you can say her name, and on the other hand, you cannot look at her. However, these two things seem to equal a similar theme, right? These are both pieces of fruit: apples and oranges.
0: <laughs> okay. If they're right. apple and orange, you can do one, but not the other, because they're apples and <laughs> orange. They're not apples and you
1: apples. can because the ending is ambiguous. <laughs>
0: right. That, that, that's However,
1: fair. it doesn't st- it doesn't stop the ending. It still doesn't stop that from being sort of a complicated version of what they're trying to do. All right, just based on the wordage, say her name. Don't look at her. Acknowledge her presence. I think also don't see her.
0: I think also another part of it is, if I remember correctly, when she's when Leah says, "Don't look at her," that's when Rachel is start, is becoming kind of like evil, almost. So yeah, which I think so is silly I think that, too. I mean that, that that that's fair, but I think the fact that she's becoming evil makes it a bit more understandable why Leah would tell her mother not to look
1: at Yes them. but why does she come back in that form is it because she said her name
0: Uh I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think I think that's a fair question that, that's a fair question but that's separate from the the question but This of is what
1: I'm saying is it's it's complicated from from the moment the say, I mean, Yeah know, yeah no, it recognize is, it her, is. you know mm-hmm. if you're trying right. to recognize a person and you're not seeing them what are you actually doing you know mm-hmm. like and that's sort of where I where I land on this mm. movie is I just think it's a little that I think that the narrative is a little too much I think that it you know it tried to do something it just didn't it just didn't fully get it you know like it just mm. didn't fully get there, um, and that's fine I mean that's allowed it's mm. yeah, <laughs> Ruth yeah. Platt still does a pretty good job like it's mm. it's fine it's still it's a watchable movie it's it's not a bad movie it's you know it's yeah, yeah more your cup of tea than mine it's fine you know yeah
0: yeah yeah I mean for 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 me, everything in the movie gets right up until that ending far outweighs the issues I have with the ending. That's so. fair.
1: That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, there's one other thing that I, I wrote down. And, uh, you know, we've really only talked about like three, two points in <laughs> this movie. Days. We're moving into the third, and we're, we're at the yeah, end yeah. of our conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah. How it goes sometimes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but what do you think of the sort of Peter, Pan, and Wendy? Uh, sort of comparison here. Like, so the original version of Peter Pan is kind of based on a morose idea of dead children. Um, the Island of Neverland is sort of the heaven idea for, Mm-mm. uh, you know, those lost boys. Every night, Rachel comes and she visits Leah at the window and they play games and they tell stories. Um, instead of a thimble i think we get a button you know that kind of thing okay uh what do you think of that as sort of the you know i mean we see a lot of i think we see a lot of films that sort of base their narrative on alice in wonderland a lot of the time but it's very rare that we see something that's based on on like a peter pan idea
0: um to be honest i never really thought about that um okay <laughs> I, mean, I mean now that you mention it like yeah, I, I can definitely see the similarities there. Um, I mean, uh, on the top of my head, I don't know how much uh, how much thematic significance that would have, um, rather than just being kind of a a, a similar kind of just being a, a, a narrative framework to work with.
1: To to an extent, but I also think that there's some, uh, like, uh, the idea came to me because I started thinking about the mother, right? mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the mother is dealing with the the incident from Rachel's death. And I started thinking about the idea of Peter Pan, right? mm -hmm. Uh, What if a lost boy came back, right? Mm -hmm. So... That's it, it's a scary idea, it's, especially for somebody that's grieving that, you know, that window. If you think if you look every time that that window is open, someone goes over and shuts it like mm-hmm. um, the, the sister. early. I think the mother does at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Any any time that Leah goes to get up there, they're scared as hell that she's going to like fly away. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I constantly get this this weird Peter Pan feeling. Like the first time I watched it, I did too. And yeah, so I I just thought of like the mother as sort of like the mother in that context of uh, all of a sudden her three kids, you know, well, the the Peter Pan story, right? It's uh, Wendy and her two brothers, like in the Disney context anyway, um, Mm -hmm. fly out the window with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, right? And they go to to Neverland. Uh, What if Neverland, what if they came back from Neverland? You know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think of the grief version of that, and the, that's what I think Martyr's Lane kind of is.
0: I think that's fair. Uh, I it's an it's an interesting, interesting way to look at it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, now that you mention it, it does seem like it definitely, you know, uh, Ruth Platt definitely could have intentionally based the story on on on, um, on kind of the the structure of Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, but 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 do you think that has any thematic significance?
1: Well, I think I think it's set up that way. You know, I think it's set up as that sort of uh, like it's there. It's just sort of structurally there, but mm-hmm. um, not. Uh, it doesn't really have any bearing too much. But at the same time, maybe that plays a role in how she wrote uh, the mother as a grieving person. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've been talking, you know, Sarah. we've been saying the mother all this time. We really should have learned, I really should have learned names. Does
0: she have a name?
1: Her name is Sarah. She's played by uh, Denise. Oh, Sarah. Uh,
0: okay.
1: I think it's yeah, Go. Yeah. I want to say Denise Go. Um, and Stephen Cree, who plays the, the husband, Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, The only thing I know him from is, is uh, he's in a bunch of things with Teresa Palmer. He was in the Twin last year and uh, Discovery Witches with her. So,
0: Okay. Okay. All right, um, I think we've uh, pretty much gotten everything that we wanted to. I mean, the, the, I, the, oh, well,
1: you know, I hope you got everything <laughs> you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, I, I just sort of, I just sort of took over. Didn't yeah, mean um,
0: you, I mean the the, the ending is is, is is kind of the the big. Yeah, I mean, we talked about you know the ending is kind of my, you know the the big criticism of it we kind of got to like the, the overall point of the whole movie. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there are the little things here and there we can talk about. I think we kind of got the, the, the big things, you know, kind of overall, what the
1: movie's <laughs> out, you know? Yeah. Didn't mean to railroad you, bud. <laughs> you no,
0: know, no. I mean, the, the, we talk about whatever we want to talk about, you know? And if we want to talk about one thing for like 80 hours, you know? This is our podcast. Yeah, fair enough. We do what we want.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, let's just hope we're being interesting for other people's sake.
0: Uh, I'm <laughs> I mean, come on. It's us. How can we not be interesting? Hmm. So Hopefully
1: some people out there are fans of Mar- Martyrs Lane and uh, decide to give us a shot.
0: Uh, or they're not fans, but because of this podcast, they become fans.
1: You know that's that's pretty much impossible with all the stuff we get away, <laughs> JP. But you know, I like your gumption.
0: Or maybe they see, hey, JP and Sean are talking about Martyrs Lane. I should check this movie out. Then they check it out before listening to the podcast. Then they say, oh man, this movie's awesome. So sure. <laughs> in my fantasy land, that's that's what happens. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, the- <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all right. All right.
1: So. I guess we should discuss what's happening next time on... Yeah, the, what is
0: happening next Monday. time, Sean? Did you write this All one right, down? All right, so...
1: <laughs> <sighs> now I want to make you watch the Mother's Day remake, JP. <laughs> uh, you
0: know, I'm sure it'll be better than the original.
1: You never know. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, next time on the Horror Obsessive Podcast, uh, we'll be joined by Ricky Glore. Uh, Ricky's got a huge announcement to make uh, about an upcoming project. And um, yeah, he's going to be talking to us about it. So uh, big stuff. Uh, We don't have a movie title yet for what uh, we're going to be reviewing. But uh, stay with us. Ricky's hilarious. And uh, we're going to have a fun time.
0: All right. There we go. So looking forward to it. Uh, and as always, if you guys want to check out our writings or, uh, you know, anything else in the horror world, the only website you ever need to go to is horrorobsession.com.
1: Never check your Gmail again. Only come to horrorobsessive.com Yes,
0: exactly. That is, that is a great life philosophy to live by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And, uh, hope you join us again in two weeks. Bye-bye.
1: See you then.